This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the MK1 podcast. Your audio hub for everything Milton Keynes Dons. Well, it's been a few weeks since we said we'd actually come onto the podcast to chat about stuff, um, but it's not been too much news, really. Um, but now we're in a position where I've had two preseason games, obviously a few, a few, well, one signing in, potentially a couple more signings out. And uh, yeah, Joe, a whole lot to talk about. So I'm glad you're spending your Monday evening with me chatting about Dons. Yes. Um, yeah, it's uh, plenty to get stuck into. Uh, lots of little things, I think, rather than... Um anything massively we could get our teeth into but uh it's everything's starting to take shape i think isn't it yeah slowly but surely um obviously it's been good to see well 180 minutes of like don's pre-season so far obviously they've had more games would you say it's been good to see Uh, (laughs) or should we come on to that shortly yeah well we'll see Uh, we'll see um but I mean, at the worst case scenario, it's been nice to see a few, obviously, you boys, a few of the other lads uh, at the games and uh, preparing for another interesting season, I'm sure, in League 2, where it's really, really competitive and there's obviously so many sides making decent signings, um, as well as ourselves, of course, which we'll get into later on. But, Joe, do you want to start with the uh, Don's Actions news? Yeah, so um, for those of you who don't know, I'm part on, you know, on board at Don's Action and we've been doing a fundraiser for Dean Lewington banner. Um, voting is taking place, uh, it may have already finished actually, um, on the Don's Action socials, uh, the Twitter account, regarding the voting for the banner. We had some great submissions. Um, but any money, if you do want to donate, the um, the donation link is on the Don's Action Twitter. And any donations in the future will go towards a couple of projects we're working on behind the scenes, um, all of which will become clear in the coming weeks. But um yeah, so any money not used on the banner will be going on to this project we're currently working on. Um, and yeah, thanks everyone. We managed to raise 1100 in less than a week, which is pretty mental, to be honest. So um, yeah, uh, some exciting times and thanks for everyone getting there stuck in. It's much appreciated. Yeah, I don't know how much work you and Ollie put into getting these projects over the line, mate. So um, yeah, fantastic news to get to hear like, you raise as many as you did. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing those efforts throughout the season, of course. In totally unrelated news, me and Ollie are going on a two-week all-inclusive next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of no, inclusives, no. <laughs> um, obviously uh, the the tickets to open the game of season against Wrexham have been on sale for the past sort of week or so to Priority 1 and 2 members. And they're about to go on sale as we're speaking and probably are already on sale to Priority 3 members, which is all season ticket holders and club members, so club non-members. 
so yeah please make sure to grab your tickets to that game obviously it's a massive opening game for the season and uh if we do get win a real, a real statement of intent to be honest with you for our season so yeah try and join the boys and back the boys in in wales it's basically Cheshire, though, so it's not proper. Ah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it, all I'm, no, my point I'm trying to make is it's not as far away as it seems. No, to be fair, it's actually not, but it's still a bit of a track to go over there. So it's, it's a lot for the first game of the season, put it that way. Okay, Joe, should we start with some ingoings and potential outgoings? I mean, eight, MJ Williams for a start, obviously a player that. It's an interesting one. I don't think many people have actually heard of him. Obviously, he was playing for Bolton last season. Um, in in the system that we kind of thought Alexander would potentially implement and has obviously gone to showing the, the first two pre-season games, I think the pivot especially has been a real issue. And MJ Williams potentially gets involved that, no? Yeah, I think he's a really, really solid signing. And I think a lot of the, um, you know, the, the best gauge of a signing is the messages and you know the feedback you see from the team that he's leaving uh, and, and for starters we paid an undisclosed fee as well so this is obviously a player which we really want and we've identified is sort of you know the the not the, to solve all our problems but it will fit right in you know it's not just someone we've plucked out of thin air um and we, you know, we mentioned previously about needing that sort of holding midfield role, and I think he suits that down to a T. Um, he's made over a hundred appearances for Bolton since signing in February twenty twenty one, uh, and so, and that's a team which has been at the top end of League One for the last two years. Um, he's gritty. He's, I think it's safe to say, he's a bit of a shit house looking at his disciplinary record. Um, and I think he's exactly the sort of steel we need in the midfield. And we haven't really had since Connor Coventry, really. Would you say, Liam? Connor Coventry, maybe Kasumu. You know, we've just not yeah. had that person that breaks up play consistently. Paris was quite good at it. But, you know, sometimes he would wander forward and get caught out as such. Um, and I think it's, again, it's another pro signing in the sort of 26 to 31 range of someone in the prime, someone who's... Um, Who's, who's been who's been there and he's got experience. You know, he's played over 100 times for Bolton. He's played uh, Blackpool and he's played uh, nearly 100 times for Rochdale. So, you know, the best part of 200 career games as well. Um, and you can also play at centre-back as well. Um, I, I think I saw an interview where um, Ian Everett said that uh, MJ Williams had asked the, asked the rest of the squad to start calling him Maldini. Um, so he's clearly got a sense of humour, isn't he? So, uh, yeah, really solid, happy with the signing. It, it addresses the need which we have. Yeah, I think when I when I spoke to you and I first heard the sort of the rumours about the MJ coming in, I was kind of like, it reminds me of Harry Darling a little bit. Obviously, he's going to play mostly in the pivot, but the way he was sort of progressing with the football and taking it from maybe more deeper position into centre circle, it kind of did remind me of Harry a little bit. And admittedly, we didn't see too much of that um, at Barnet, which we're going to later on, but you know, if, if we can see that sort of progressive football and ultimately getting the ball forward in a less hoofy way or direct way, then that's quite positive, in my opinion. And yeah, as, as I said, paying an undisclosed fee for him, um, it shows a bit of intent, shows a bit of backing for the squad. And yeah, Pete's, Pete's actually going for it, I suppose, which is nice. As, as opposed to the last time in League 2 where we uh, scraped the barrel a little bit and kind of got away with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, one thing that's important to mention is um, 
You know, we've got 24, 25 players in the squad. So those who are screaming out for new signings, I feel like if we keep on just going signing, 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 we're going to be left in the exact same position as we were last season in that we've got a lot of decent players, but the squad is far too big. I mean, you look at Chelsea last season, um, Frank Lampard was on Diary of the CEO podcast. And he was saying, you've got 18, you've got 11 in your first team. And they're the only ones that are going to be happy. You've got seven on the bench. And then you've got, you know, maybe five to five to eight players that are also missing out on even the 11, on even the 18, even being on the bench, you know, because you think last season, how many times Matt Smith, Matt Dennis, Max Dean, um, Dara Burns, Ethan Robson, they weren't even on the bench at times. Now he's saying, you know, when you're training and you've got, you know, 12 players that are not that are not happy because they're not starting and you've got 11 players that are happy because they are starting, the levels just aren't going to be there because people aren't motivated and it's really difficult. And I think that that's one thing that's really important to kind of consider that we, we it needs to be a sort of one in, one out policy sort of thing, I feel. I feel. And I feel that it, moving people on is going to be as important to us as as bringing people in. Um, and I, I guess, yeah, we've we've started on that process already. Yeah, before we get into that, obviously the midfield three you would like to think now, or maybe, maybe it is set in stone, the fact that it will be MJ Williams, obviously new signing, also Alex Gilby, <laughs> alongside obviously young Dawson DeVoy, who's in his first full season at the Dons. We saw a brief glimpse of that midfield at Barnet, if I get into that game too much right now. What what do you think of that midfield as a trio in moving forward into the season? Do you like it? I think with the midfield three, you, it means you can have one one in there. I think that helps Dawson because I feel that Gilbs and Williams, they're, they're quite solid defensively. They can handle their own. And so maybe that will give Dawson a bit more licence if you want to roam, etc. Um I, I, I like the balance in it, you know, both Dawson and Gilby can go back box to box and Williams is nice just sitting there. So I think the balance of it is good. Um, but you know, it is good to have the two experienced players in there. Um, and then, of course, you have got Robson and Smith and uh, Smith looked tidy enough, I guess. And so did, I mean, Robson for me was absolutely abysmal in the Barnet first half. But then again, we will come to it, but um, not many players stood out there. Or maybe a few stood out for the wrong reason, shall we say? Yeah, I think the weather had a big, big part to play in that performance. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. Obviously, as you mentioned, one in, one out policy, or you, you think that's the case at the moment. And there's obviously been one confirmed outgoing in in Will Grigg, um, a player who we actually thought would be pretty decent in this system. Um, but obviously, Graham Alexander and Co. did not think that was the case. And I decided to move him on to non league Chesterfield. Um, obviously, had a good start of pre season. Will Grigg got a couple of goals ready for the. Um, that team but an interesting one Joe uh, I did actually think we will be around for this season but obviously maybe the profile his age or how he was as a player didn't particularly suit Graham's style and um, yeah obviously you would think a striker's coming in but what do you reckon to it all? Yeah I mean well it's looking at who we've signed I don't think age is an issue here um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you know let's face it he probably was one of the higher earners you know being a centre forward uh, with the pedigree he had, and he had a lot of interest in the summer. Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, we've still got Mo, um, and we st- we've got Mo, Matt, Dennis, and Max Dean. So I think that still leaves us light in that area, and judging by the style of play, 
Um, I think we do need a, a certain profile of striker. Um, and maybe maybe Will Grigg isn't that profile. So, I'm, yeah, I, I think it's one of them where I kind of shrug my shoulders. Um, I think the wages off the books would be helpful. And, you know, there's probably, there's a, looks like there's a fee involved as well by Chesterfield, who seemed to really be going for it um, this season, this pre-season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wish him all the best. It's a shame it didn't work out last season. But, I mean, I don't think anything really worked out last season, did it? Absolutely not. I think that's why we're in the division, we are, to be honest. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think, the, I think mainly, well, put the age up on the side. I think the profile of Will probably isn't what, the current three strikers in the core actually have and that they're quite explosive and I think yeah we saw that explosiveness on, on Saturday from Mum in some senses and we've seen it also from Max Dean in the game against Worldstone so it's sort of high impact quite bursty players who can have a bit of spark when they need to and just capitalise on chances and yeah I don't think Will whilst he could do that in the box potentially maybe he hasn't got that sort of spark that the other three potentially have in the group so yeah, yeah, wishing well, of course, and hopefully he does well with Chesterfield. I'm sure he'll bag loads of goals in National League because, yeah, he, he, should, he should be a lead to striker, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, getting him in the fifth tier is with a bit of a coup, really. And obviously, there was an, another link today that popped up in, in Dan Kemp, potentially moving on uh, to fellow lead two team Swindon. Um, another interesting one. Um, obviously, Dan hasn't had too many minutes in pre season so far. He came off the bench against Barnet and I believe also against Wellstone. So, you know, not at two minutes. So there was always an inkling you'd, you'd think that maybe that he is potentially out of favour here with based on the system. And I think anyone that's actually watched the team this season, you can kind of see that in the four-three-three, someone like Dan is probably going to struggle to get minutes. Um, after that, because the eight, he's not really an eight, a player who can play in the eight. He's also not a player that can play in the wing. So difficult spot for him, Joe. But obviously, it's still rumour at the moment. Nothing's actually happened officially. But what are your What's your thinking regarding Dan? Obviously, a player that we have associated with being a part of the DKCC in some senses for a part of the season last year. Um, but a player who has he, has he had a fair chance overall? Would you say? No, he's definitely not had a fair chance. But I think the, if you want to look at it, we we simply don't judging by the system which we played in the last few games. There's not a place for him, unfortunately. And um, where he thrived for Hartlepool was. He was floating around in that 10 roll, and they played two holding midfielders and one striker. And we're not doing that, or we're, we're not doing that, you know. We're going to be having one up front by the looks of it, and three in midfield. And he'd have to be one of the midfield three. And I just, you know, I'm not saying he's not capable of it, I'm just saying that we, that's not what he was doing really well at last season. Um, so yeah, no doubt there's a quality player there, but he, you got to think as well. Who else do we have that people were going to potentially be coming in for? You know, he's he's off the back of a good season, so actually, you could actually maybe argue that 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 we can justify a higher price in terms of charging other clubs. So that could be another factor. You know, he's going to be one of the more in demand players. Uh, you know, because even someone like say Ethan Robson, he didn't have a great season, but we know what he can be like. So. Um, you know, so I doubt anyone's be going to be coming in for Ethan Robson. But however, you know, he is a player that actually could play really well this season, potentially. Yeah, Dan's a difficult spot for sure. And yeah, I, I think you think you're right. The system just doesn't suit him. And I think there's a few still in the squad that where that's the case also. 
Um, but in particular for Dan, it was I said it's an easy move. Like he had, he had a decent end to last season. There's clearly demand for him, and you know someone like Swindon under the new management as well could really utilise him quite well. Shame it's not a fee, but I mean if they're playing if they're paying the majority of the wages, and that's kind of a fee in itself. So yeah, it's disappointing. Obviously, clearly clearly a decent player. Um, but just wrong place, wrong time potentially. And we're gonna have to look for a new player to sponsor this year. Yeah, I know. I know Maxine's a popular one, but I don't think we're going to go around the name, are we? So, uh, let's <laughs> no, a different we've, one. <laughs> we've had a little bit of pushback on that. I'm not surprised, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure we'll figure something out. Oh, um, let's move on to the two football games, and I suppose we will start with the two trialists potentially. Um, trialist A, first of all, um well known now to be uh, Josh Morris, formerly of Fleetwood and Scunthorpe and whoever else Graham Alexander's played under as, as a manager. Oh, manager uh, as manager. mentioned on our um, podcast with Charlie. Yes, yes, of course. The Salford expert, the Salford reporter. Um, yeah, obviously a very experienced player in the EFL and general football. As obviously, he's, he's in his early 30s, now 30, 31, Joe. 31. Um, He's been playing on the wing mostly, um, on the right hand side, left hand side, right hand side mostly, um, during his yeah. two games. What have you thought of him? <laughs> uh, I... Yeah, he's not been too good, he's not played much football. He's not played no. much football in the last few years. That's really concerned concern is what concerns me mainly. I mean yeah, he, he he started three games last season. For do you know who was that last season? I couldn't even tell you. You sure you don't? No, honestly, I don't. Honestly, I can tell you. Look it up, just quickly. Doing this live, are we? Yes, yeah, yeah. Keep it rolling. Uh, let me find it one sec. Tell the listeners. Motherwell, right? Yes, she's fine, thank you. Oh, brilliant. Fantastic. I <laughs> see you're you're on top form today, Joe. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, mate, I've watched him, I've watched the past few games and I've just been like, he's fine, but he's not he's not a player that you'd bring in and be like, he's an impact of the game really much, like a Leco would or like a Mo would. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to describe it. He's fine. He's no downgrade or upgrade on what we really have, already have. You know, so for, like his performances, I wouldn't have rated any higher than. Well, to be fair, I rated higher than what Nathan Holland put in. Um, but like, you know, a couple of the players, he, he was just tidy, wasn't he, Liam? Yeah, he was fine. Like, some of the Lincoln play was nice, but then some of it also, also also not nice. Um, he was offside four times, by the way, in the Barnet game. Yeah, he's, he's competing with Mo for that. I mean, Mo was offside a few times, but I mean, compared he to. He was Josh... offside more than Mo. I think it was six offsides. I think anyway. Pretty impressive. So maybe if it's right, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe we completely wrong. It's actually impressive. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe, actually, maybe we completely wrong about Josh. Maybe he maybe he's perfect for this team. Um will <laughs> fit in. But yeah, but also maybe it's like a Ryan Harley signing, right? Maybe it's that dressing room signing that comes in, plays a little bit here and there, but it's ultimately like just a, a person who understands Alexander's system, understands what he wants, and ultimately can help him from that with the likes of Dara, the likes of Dawson. And more of the younger lads who are coming in potentially who 
need a bit of mentoring, need a bit of coaching, and ultimately he could provide that potentially. But yeah, I mean, Joe, do you reckon it could be a, a dressing room signing rather than on the pitch one? Yeah, I think I think you know he he's definitely looking for as we said before, Carol Stars. He's looking for a certain profile, and I feel it's a profile which we really lacked last season. Um, I'm not one to know of his character. Um, he obviously can't be too much of a knobhead if he's been signed by Graham Alexander for you know three, four times or however many times. Maybe he is to Graham Alexander what Paddy Kenny is to Neil Warnock, or Nico Cranchar is to Harry Redknapp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure we'll soon see. Um, obviously, the squad's fly out to Germany today for their little sort of mini camp. And is he in any of the photos? I think there was a photo that just got. I haven't out actually checked it out. You know, I should that before I came on the podcast. Um... Oh, that's so cute! It's like a school trip, isn't it? <laughs> it's is a little youngsters. bit, yeah. I think I can't see him. No, Mo looks happy by the way. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got like Joel Anker, Max Dean, Matt Smith. It, it really is a school trip. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I cannot see him. So maybe he hasn't travelled, but um, you yeah, could see some young lads out there, of course. Mm. Um, obviously there was another trialist who I do reckon could potentially be out in Germany. Um, in in Tommy Smith. We actually thought it was a different Thomas on the day. We actually thought it was one that played for Borough last season. Then we were kind of like, wait a second, it's probably not him. Yeah, um, we're really excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's the other Tommy Smith who was at Colchester last season. Is that correct? Um, played a number of so. games for them. Um, a centre-back, quite an experienced centre-back. Um, I thought he was steady enough. Admittedly, he was playing non-league Barnet, so take it as you come. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, again, Joe, another, I think another potentially that profile again of experienced player who potentially we don't have at that position currently outside of Dean Livington, but also on that right-hand side as opposed to Dean on the left-hand side. Um, and yeah, I suppose potentially also if Graham wants to go back to potentially a free-back at some point, adding a you know, centre-back to that core could potentially do that. But what did you reckon? Yeah, I think um, he was steady, you know, again, steady. I think he's a little bit older, 33 years old. Yeah. Um, Tommy Smith, he's a New Zealand international as well. Yeah, Kiwi. Um, so that's pretty cool. Good, good for him. Um, yeah, so he's played. You know, he's played plenty of games. Actually, he's played how many? Two? How's your maths? 12, 20, 50. Yeah, like four hundred career games. Uh, four hundred, five hundred career games. So immensely experienced. Um, I mean, we do already have one experienced defender, but another can't, mm-hmm. hurt, can't hurt, I suppose. Um, and yeah, I, but again, the, the only other thing is, last season he started 10 games. But then again, but he did perform quite well in those 10 games. So, you so, know, I'm not going to pretend to... Um, I don't know whether that's through injury or not being selected. I could not tell you. Um, could not tell you genuinely. But, but I, the, think, I, think, I think the thing is, though, right, is that I think clearly... The clip we can take from these two trialists, in my personal opinion, is that Alexander on the whole is is fairly happy or content with the quality he's got in that starting eleven overall. Maybe outside, obviously Williams coming in, cool. We need a player there. But like I think Morris and Smith, these are two players who are obviously I bloody hope they're not gonna start every week. Um and I think the players around them are actually a lot better than them. So the likes of Leco, obviously, um, 
Dara's there as well, but you'd like to think if Kemp's moving on, potentially another person comes in for Kemp. Um, and obviously, yeah, you've, got, you've got Gilby, Was, Tucker, Harvey. Like the, the, the first 11 is actually really, really good. Oh, you'd like to think so anyway. So it is about building that bench up and not saying that... I think there's a couple of positions in the start of the level. Well, we'll get on to it. Yeah, yeah, way. exactly. There's a couple, but like, you know, I, I don't want I don't want people like Josh Morris and, and Tommy Smith starting every week, but if it's crawling on a Tuesday night and we need one of them to play for like 60 minutes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at Tommy Smith playing, to be honest. And that's not ideal. Think, yeah, the signings of um, like Robbie Simpson and Hurl, Ryan Hurley were actually, you know, important signings actually in a way, weren't they? Looking back. Yeah, they were. Like, they were pretty weird at the time, but they did, but, they did work. But, and, it, and funnily enough, it was the signings of, say, Lawson Diaz, um, a young player who we were quite excited about initially. You know, yeah. Jake Heskiff, players like that who were young and exciting, they didn't really work out. I mean, Reese Healy, he was quite good, whoever, whatever he ended up doing. But but I think, you know, I don't think experience can be underrated, underestimated. And there's someone who's got the multiple promotions. I think uh, Graham Alexander knows that better than anyone. He's built he's built two teams that have been promoted, you know, and he got them to got um Salford to the FA Trophy final whilst they were in League Two. EFL Trophy. So final. I think. What did I say? FA. Ah, uh, sorry. sorry. That's all right. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, you know. Well, that's thing he knows what he's doing. Um, and whilst the football on the pitch hasn't been incredible so far. How would you describe it, Liam? Well, Barnet was just a bit of a nightmare, weren't it? Let's be honest. And I think it's fair to say we can't give too much stick to the players for that. No, as... But Wieldstone! <laughs> well, I mean, as as the podcast title says, it was training session dons. It really was, because particularly that Wellstone game, they were literally ran into the ground that morning. And they're basically asked to go play 90 minutes or at least 60 minutes um, in the evening. Which is is pretty pretty brutal, and it's kind of what Germany seems to be like by the sound of things. Um, three four sessions a day, waking up first thing in the morning, oh, like yeah. SES camp or something. Graham Alexander, he mentioned that six thirty wake up call, so it's not quite a a retreat for the players. Yeah, literally a torture camp, more like. Um, I mean, I think one thing we've we've you know learned, I guess, is that he's really really um, putting the players through it. And I wonder if we won't, because of this, the pre-season games just aren't going to be very good quality because the players are just knackered. But I think when we actually get to the full season, maybe you'd actually think, you know, once they have the rest days and once they do this, once they do that, it could actually be that, you know, compared to pre-season, the games are just easy for them and they've got so much in the tank that they kind of float through the games and actually they're bang on it. I mean, I'm hypothesising here, but by going that hard at it, it's gonna yeah. be. It could be really good. I mean, and you got a team. Like, I mean, have you seen Wrexham's schedule? Yes. Yeah. They've, I've they're current. They've just arrived in America, and bear in mind, the season starts in like three weeks or something. Yeah. The thing is, it, it's the worst and the perfect time to play them. Because it's yeah. the worst because it's the first game of the season. They're sold out the home end. You know, it's gonna be bounce, gonna be bouncing. You imagine anyway. <laughs> But it's also the perfect time to play them because they'll probably be quite knackered. They'll all be off the higher playing like Man City and United and Chelsea and God knows who else. 
Philadelphia Union second team. Yeah, but there's, there's a chance we get a result then. If we get a result at Wrexham, that's that is the perfect springboard into the start of the season. Like getting yeah. three points there is absolutely massive. We'll be one of the only teams there to go there and actually get those three points. But and it could you know could help you know swing it for getting some players in etc. Yeah, because obviously window will still be open until the end of that month, won't it? So there's plenty of time to, as you say, get some loans in potentially and uh, go from there. That's yeah. That's another thing to remember. Just because like, yeah, I see so many people saying, "Why have we only signed like five players and things like that?" I think the window is open for another six, seven weeks. And I think as well, the the first few games actually might show Graham more what he actually needs. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I think I think it's the right issue to build fitness rather than understanding of the system because understanding the system was, was come from minutes and games overall, whereas fitness takes a long time to actually build and actually just get like a, a core understanding of that in general. So I think it's the right issue to have. It's just obviously a bit a bit fucking annoying to watch at the start because you're looking at fucking McGivell Ray booting the ball in the middle of the air and 40 mile an hour wins and you're like what the fuck is going on here yeah yeah it doesn't help as well that Barnet only has three stands right <laughs> yeah literally yeah um, another thing as well just to note as well in terms of results so obviously we lost 2-1 to Wheelstone yeah goalkeeping was left a lot to be well, harness, but them. yeah that, that first goal my god yeah, yeah. it seems we finally replaced Stuart Moore <laughs> um and Barnet, you know, it was one all, but actually, when the wind settled down, we controlled it. To be quite honest, didn't we? We, we nothing sort of wildly exciting, but we controlled yeah. the game, and, and the we thing limited is, well, them so, to not yeah. much. And well, so we should have been like one, two goals up before they scored their first goal, because yeah, I had a sure. bigger chance for sure. Uh, so, um, but yeah. and and also we had a behind closed door friendly. Yeah, and I think I, I think I'm heard on the grapevine we won that 4-1 I think that yeah. was against Watford under 21s I think yeah we also had Dennis goal so that. yeah yeah so yeah we saw the goal from Dennis so you know so we we have actually won a pre-season game so we're not <laughs> we're not just totally inept and uh yeah I think two two trying games you know I think um you know Rex and they didn't win win at Barnet last season Barnet are, are probably top five I've, I've seen a lot of predictions predicting Barnet to get playoffs again in the National League and They've signed some good players. So um, it's actually, you know, someone actually, Paul, Camden Paul actually said, you know, uh, we were saying about how oh, we can't read too much into the game. But he was like, well, you know, when you go to places like Crawley away or Grimsby away on a Tuesday night, this is what it's going to be like. You know, it could be it could be like that in that situation. We had Fleetwood away the other year, didn't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, you know, Fleetwood on the sea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the sea being the pitch. Um but yeah, I think uh, it's it's a uh, it's a good test, um, and then we've obviously got the uh, the Germany, and then the two upcoming, two more friendlies upcoming as well. So you're halfway through, and still plenty of time to go. Yeah, and it was on negative too fair. I thought Callum Chip looked really, really good for both games, particularly oh Barnett. Yeah, absolutely excellent. Sixteen years old. Yeah, no, he did look really, really good, and out position as well. Bear in mind, playing a right back for a Cameron Norman is carrying a bit of a knock at the moment. Um, but yeah, um, no, it's really, really this good. is after he's gone 94 consecutive games for Newport. He comes Fantastic. to us and picks up a knock within two weeks. <laughs> Fucking typical, <laughs> isn't it? That is classic, Don's eyes. 
Yeah. So, uh, so long as he's fit for Wrexham, that's all I care about. Any other standouts for you in the two um, pre-season games? I know people are going to complain, but I did like the look of Mo. Like he got he got his goal against Barnet, which to be fair was his pure instinct. That's that's the shot. I think. I think the thing is with Mo, and people were slating for it. He is not going to be involved in games because because of the you know all, all game it was Tucker and Lewinson playing you know diagonals to him, and I'm sorry, but he's not the striker. If we get in now, you, one would assume if we're playing like that that actually. And I guess, I mean, this is maybe moving more onto, to in, onto players where we want to be getting them in. But I think that a player, a striker above six foot who can hold up the ball and bring others into play is going to be transform the way we play. Um, I think if you think back to when we had Carlton Morris, how, how good was he at bringing others into play, holding yeah. the ball up? And I'm not talking about, you know, lumping it and playing for flick-ons, but I'm talking about getting the ball up the pitch fast, controlling the ball, and then passing to wingers in space and things like that. Because the wingers weren't really involved too much, were they? Not not a Barnet, no. And I think that, you know, a good way to get your wide players involved is by playing off of a big man. And because the, I thought the wingers were playing quite inverted. I don't know whether you noticed that. Well, yeah, because Morris couldn't, well, when he could maybe he was offside, but yeah, it didn't help that we had a left footed player on the right wing and then right foot on the left, but either way, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think um I think I get you know, there's a couple of signings still needed for that starting eleven, but sure. I, I mean I'm happy with Mo, but I just think that, you know, if we're gonna play this style of play, it's not Mo's not the guy, you know. And that's nothing against him, it's just you know, he's just not effective in that system. No, and and to well, maybe off the left, maybe Mo off the left. We saw him, yeah, do that last season quite well. I mean, to be fair to him, mate, it's more credit to him because he's got his goal and he should have had a goal against Wellstone as well, an assistant that doesn't technically suit him. So he should be two for two, and he's just started pre-season. So you know, it's it's. I think for me, it's if anything, it's more credit to him. That he's actually managed to get mm. off the mark as opposed to not, and just like sort of sulk about and mm. mope about basically. Thought, um. I thought Ihora looked quite sketchy in terms of when the, the long balls were played and a bouncing ball. I think, yeah, I think that's the win, we, Yeah, yeah. I, Tucker, I thought, in his 1v1 defending was, again, outstanding. Um, he very rarely gets beaten when it's, you know, someone's dribbling at him or he, he's so good at, at penalty box defending, isn't he, I think? Yeah. Tucker. I was... Yeah, I was surprised to see much more of Brooke. I don't know if he's got a knock or something, but I would like to see Brooke a bit more in his two games. I know Zach, it was a combination of Harvey and Jules at left back for these two games. Um, but yeah, I mean, small complaints. Um, other than that, yeah, it wasn't not only really too, too many complaints really. I think the real test is, and actually, I'm not going to either of these home games anymore, unfortunately. But I think seeing the the two preseason home games could tell us a lot because obviously that's the that's the real sort of test before Wrexham away on, on the 5th of August. So, yeah, we'll come around really quickly and I'm sure there'll be a few new faces by the time that game comes around also. But, um, yeah, not far away at all, really. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. I think I'll, I'll definitely be going to the Tuesday night home fixture. I'm not too sure about the Saturday one yet, but we shall see. 
Yeah, yeah, and I think I think we're a slave to the talent moment in terms of news. Really, um, we will. I think we'll come back when either for Wrexham preview, just for obviously after the preseason games, or if we have some news, obviously we're, we're reporting it as always. But yeah, we're expecting a, an interesting couple of weeks. Obviously, the players are down in Germany right now, having a bit of a break. Well, I say break, not really a break at all. Is it really? It's not to get that run into the ground, but a break away from um, Wilson on the green anyway. Um and yeah, they're back here for two games at Stadium MK and then of course wrecks them away on the opening day of the season. But thanks for listening as always. Um yeah, we'll, we'll be back for the start of the season definitely for at least one episode, hopefully two. We'll see what the news is like and what we get up to. But um until then, come on you dons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.